When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Fear A Day, presented by the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, the final episode of the five-part mini-series documenting our friend Brad's descent into madness as he watches The Human Centipede 2 every single day for 31 days straight. On this episode, we talk to him after his final viewing. All right, here we go. Oh, we're calling Brad. Let's see how he's doing. Hello. Hello, he lives. Uh, just barely, just barely, <laughs> sir. <laughs> You've done it. Have you done it? Hold on, we got to confirm. Have you done it? We have to know, with bated breath, have you watched The Human Centipede 2 every single day for 31 days? No. <gasps> what? What happened? I watched it twice today. Holy shit. Oh my god. You're a madman. You did it. You double featured it the last day. Yeah. Fuck yes. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Congratulations. Last, day, last, last day we go hard, bro. We watch the black and white version and the colored version, and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Congratulations. You have done it. You have done what no one else has ever done before. You know what? I've been thinking about that a lot through this month, and I really hope no one else has ever done it before. There's no way. Because if there's someone who's like... If there's someone who tries to take my, like, you know, take my trophy off the mantle and be like, I watched it for two months straight. I'm like, dude, you can take that, but are you okay? Are you, are you, are you doing good? As somebody may say no. about you. No, everything's not fine. So, <laughs> I, you know, uh, just to follow up with uh, last week where I was like, I feel like I'm doing fine and you had you had told me uh probably your wife jess has a different idea and literally in that same day she talked to me and said you know what brad you need to find a bright spot every single day because things are getting kind of dark for you oh, shit <laughs> your wife is intervening yeah, she was like, because there's a podcast I listened to, and they started off, they 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 started off uh, like once the pandemic hit, they started off it, like 
asking each other what their bright spot of the day was because, you know, when the pandemic hit, everyone was in a dark spot. So, you know, add bright spots to your life. And I've, I've found that to be like really, really great. Uh, And I've tried to find as many bright spots as I can, but yeah, she just reminded me like apropos of nothing. She's not around when we're recording these. And she was just like, you need to find some bright spots in your life. And I was like, oh, shit, you, you, yep, Dave was right. Dave was right. (laughs) You're telling me that your bright spot isn't watching the Human Centipede 2 full sequence? Short answer, uh, yeah, yeah. My my bright spot has never been watching this movie. Mm -hmm. My bright spot is going up to my closet, putting on my beret, coming downstairs, setting up all my audio equipment, and hitting the call button to have this phone call once a week. That has absolutely been my bright spot every single week, and thinking about it. I I have to admit, I've had a really great time uh, talking to you about it. It's kind of, uh, it's, you know, I only talk to my therapist every other week, and uh, this was, this has been a once a week bright spot, uh, to, to kind of work through what I'm doing. And for the record, if you didn't hear what just happened, uh, I don't know if it came through on the audio recording, uh, but I was going to celebrate this entire thing with popping a bottle of champagne. And I was taking off the metal, uh, like (laughs) top of it. And it just exploded in front of me. Holy shit. I think it did come it through. Just, yeah, it just exploded. And like, I didn't, I didn't touch it. It was just, I was just like turning that. Cause you know how you have the cork and on top of that, there's like kind of that metal thing. Yeah. And I was just the like cage. turning, turning it to like unravel it. And it just exploded. I was going to pop it in a, in a fit of celebration. And uh, what ended up happening was disappointing and anticlimactic, which I think is a very important thing because I feel like that's a metaphor for what we're doing today. That's a metaphor for this whole month. Yes. Like, well, let's get into it a little bit. I imagine this episode is going to be a little longer, but we want to keep moving. Yes. What, what did you expect to get out of this project? And maybe what did you get? Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I don't know what I expected to get out of it. I expected a, I guess, to challenge myself. That's all I expected. Um, And what I got out of it was a very interesting experience that I would have never um, have expected. How so? So this is a weird thing. I don't recommend this movie to anyone. Oh, of course. But now that I've watched it for 31 days, I don't understand what life is without this movie. <laughs> oh, no. He Stockholmed himself. Yeah. Yeah. I have completely Stockholmed myself where, like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring when I don't have to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, it's like when you, like, stub your toe and your toe hurts and like for like a week you're just walking around limping and you get to a point where you're just like this is my life now well for me my life now 
is the human centipede. So I don't know where I go from here. I, I feel lost. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I guess when you have just a constant in your life, whether it's positive or negative, you get used to it and it, it kind of can help mm-hmm. you get through the day. Yeah, it's it's like I've emotionally become scabbed over. Like the scab is there and I'm aware of it and I acknowledge it and I became used to it. It's just it's it's almost become something. It's a constant that I'm used to and I accept that every day I have something that I have to do. As weird as it sounds because I'm creating this art piece And because you and I are creating this thing, it's something that I'm making and it gives me meaning in a world that doesn't have meaning. And that is the human centipede to me right now. So I am in a weird place. This is a weird headspace. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to get so meta and so philosophical. I didn't either. And yeah. And the last like few days, like I was, I thought I'd be more excited, but now I'm just like, I don't know what my life is anymore. Oh my God. I almost want to do a follow up with you after you talk to your therapist. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Who it sounds like should have uh, pulled the plug on this possibly should have been disbarred. Yeah, there's no possible. I, I probably should have. I don't recommend this to anyone. Yeah, don't watch this movie. Do not watch don't. Human Centipede Part 2 full sequence. Or any of them, for that matter. Did you do the split-screen watching? I did do the split-screen watching. How was that? Um, it I, Actually, the weird part is, not as interesting as I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, it was just kind of like... I know it was really weird kind of watching both of them at the same time. It, it kind of just, I mean, maybe it wasn't as interesting. It was reaffirming to my beliefs that the black and white version is the better version of this movie. I really feel like I'm, I'm indoctrinated in it because I feel like I need to like buy this movie now because it's become such a part of me. You can't. But the you black can't. and white version is so good. It's not. It's terrible. <gasps> you but just like, said it's so good. What's happening to you? I don't know what's happening. I it's don't know what's happening. So the black and white, the, the color version is just so much worse and You're it changed. amplifies how much better the black and white. I, uh, I'm all over the place. This is not a good place for me. What has this movie done to you? I don't know, sir. I don't know. Who are you? Give me back my friend. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. You just said it was so good. I can't believe that. And it's recorded. No, it's so, it, no, it's not. See, it's, it's, it's comparing, uh, like diarrhea to a turd. They, they're both shit, but one of them's better than the other. If you say, I don't so. know if that metaphor made any sense. Oh my God. And uh, before we get too far away from this, maybe for people who have yep. been listening and, and kind of forgot why you were doing this, this was for, uh, this was, uh, for fun a day for the local library. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just explain what it was supposed to be? Oh yeah. Uh, so it's really cool. Um, uh, Delaware has this program. We in Delaware have this program, uh, this art like show where uh, they allow anyone to participate in where every day uh, for a month uh, you create something, you create a piece of art, whether it's, it can be 
absolutely anything you want and you can go as crazy as you want. It's called fun a day. But because my brain works different than most people, I decided to make it torture a day and make this uh, project, which um, is really weird because your wife is participating in it and my wife is participating in it. And they're both creating very like wonderful and whimsical pieces of art. And I'm creating just someone going crazy. <laughs> your, your fun a day is insanity. My fun a day is insanity. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, my project has fun in heavy quotes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like more like Sisyphus. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's like saying that rolling the, rolling the boulder up the hill was fun. Yeah, exactly. And for you, your fun a day was, uh, not mm -hmm. watching it, but was writing two sentences each watch. Yes. So uh, basically what I wanted to do was kind of track my, uh, you know, my progress, my mental state through two sentences because, hey, I'm super clever because it's a, it's a sequel. So two. Ha! But it gave me the ability to kind of condense my thoughts into two sentences, which is really interesting because there's so much there. And you being the person that you are was like, you can't just do two sentences. We're going to have to create a podcast about that. And you were right. I don't know if I like that. I was right. Um, <laughs> because I've just detailed my, my friends descendants into insanity. Um, yep. but, but I, I hope this is entertaining. Uh, I, I did want to ask about the two sentences. So did you stick to that formula the whole time? Did you do your two sentences every day? There was, I don't remember the exact date. There was one date where I wrote way more than two sentences and I was just like, no, this is my project. I'll write as many sentences as I want. I don't care. I'm losing my mind. That was the worst day, I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the 15th. It was like right in the middle of the month where I was just like, I'm fucking losing this. But for the most part, yeah, I actually, yeah, I think there might have been one other one where I did like one sentence, but yeah, there's two sentences. I, I try to stick with. Now, I will agree, some of them are run-on sentences, but run-on sentences are still sentences. Can you give us an example of some of these sentences? Um, yeah, I absolutely can do that. Uh, what would you like kind of from the... Like, like, uh, what kind of sentence would you like? Do you want like a hopeful one or a bad one or a, uh, give me a mix. I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see the spread. Okay. All right. Let's... Cause like I have, I would have no idea going in. I have no idea what you've written. We've never discussed the sentences. No. Um, so I have no, no idea what the, how you would write two sentences every day about this. So I'm going completely blind. Nothing to expect. No idea what to expect. Here we go. Uh... July 8th. Every single day it gets harder to press play on this abomination of filmmaking. And I'm not even into double digits. Yet this project gives me a sense of drive because it has forced me to work on an art project.
Okay. Okay. So kind of what I expect, kind of interestingly enough, that sounds very similar to what you've just said earlier today. We've kind of come back and that was on the eighth. So that was pretty, that was on the eighth. Oh, I can do something more kind of funny or like weird. Yeah. Yeah. I ate a brownie at the halfway point of this movie. Basically the best part of this experience. <laughs> and that was the third. That was very that was very fresh into the project. Yeah. And I made brownies earlier that day or I think maybe the day before. Doesn't matter. Those brownies were delicious and it really made the experience so much better. All right, let's go for something that's like a little bit more that's a little later. I want to hear the tone shift. We do later. Okay. Because on the third, you were pretty in high spirits because you had brownies. On the eighth, you were pretty low. So let's get maybe... Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here's the 27th. Oh. July 27th. Please don't watch this movie as much as I have because it will lay eggs in your brain and affect your psyche. I need a way out of this but I don't know what things will be like once I stop watching this. Oh, shit. That's dark. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. That's perfect. I think those three encapsulate the whole project very well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So I want to run back on some things that we talked about in episode one. Okay. So for our final shining moment, what was the best part of the Human Centipede 2? Best part? I I think the best part out of everything, the performance of the mom. I I think her just weird, the way she acted, the way she carried herself, the way she read her lines, I think everything she did was phenomenal. Now, do I like the character? No, she was a monster. She sucked. But the actress, I think, who played the role, I really hope that she got that character and just went so far over the top. And that's why she, that's why she's acting like that. But it carried me through. I would lose focus. And then the second she came on screen, I would pay attention. Fair enough. Sometimes you need a character like that. Someone who just takes their performance to the next level, whether it's a good level or a bad level, it's up for interpretation, but Something to mix I, it up. I, I, I consider it a bonkers level because it is bonkers. There's no way anyone would decide to make that performance, but it it ruled. In my in my experience, I would love to show everyone her performance because, like, just do like a super cut of her. It it was it was great. It 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 took me through the movie. It made the movie better. That's good. That's good. I'm glad that you got to have that in in these moments mm-hmm. of darkness. Now, of course, then my next question is, overall, what was the worst part of the movie? So, 
I want to say that it was the first, the first time I watched the movie, uh, a, a baby gets killed and I didn't like it. And I think that was bad, but I realized as I watched the movie more and more times, that scene is gross, disgusting, and, and just reprehensible. But the thing that I hate most is that when the main character makes the centipede shit him, shit themselves, they made a conscious decision to color the shit brown. And there's no reason to it. It doesn't make the movie better. It doesn't. It just becomes more grotesque. And I think that is my most hated thing about it. It's, it's, it's way more subtle than all the other like over the top things, but making the shit brown, there's no reason for it. Confirmed brown. We've, we've talked about the brown in a black and white yeah. movie a lot, which is an interesting pop of color. That's an interesting choice to make that, that your pop of color is brown. So close to black already. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really hate to compare it because they are two very different movies, but like, you know, Steven Spielberg made a very, very clear point to put that girl in a red dress in Schindler's list. That was an important thing. And it was an emotional, it had an emotional resonance to it. Tom six decided to just color the shit Brown for no reason. And it adds nothing, but he had to take time. Editors had to take time to do it. And it doesn't add anything to it. It doesn't do anything. It just makes literally no sense. It's just for disgusting factor. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, indeed. And of course, talking about the director's intentions. Ooh. What do you think the moral of the human centipede two is? According to the director, like if you could get into the director's head and be there when he woke up and said, I'm going to make the human centipede too. What do you think he wanted people to take away from the movie? Honestly, I think he woke up every day and wanted people to take away from the human centipede, the acknowledgement that he is the most groundbreaking and crazy and thought-provoking director there ever is. I don't think there's a moral. I think he thinks he's making art and he's not. Because it's meta. The movie is meta, for lack of a better word. I think he thinks he's great. And it, this movie, to me, I think Tom Six thinks it, he's, he's just jerking himself off. That's all I think he's doing. That's it. This was just a jerk-off session. Yeah, because it's, it's saying how he can get away with anything. He can do stuff. He's, 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 he's edgy and cool and different, but he doesn't know that to be edgy and cool and different, you have to have a story. He doesn't understand the fundamentals of filmmaking or storytelling. What do you think would have made this movie better? <laughs> I have... <laughs> Three. I have three things that will make this movie better. And I've been thinking about it throughout the entirety of watching it. 
One, there is absolutely zero suspense. Add cops. He lives in London. He works in a car park in London. He abducts 12 plus people and murders 12 plus people, but no one's investigating it. No one's trying to figure out what he's doing. He just gets away. He literally gets away with murder. There's no substance. There's no like suspense or anything there. So what you need to do is add a cop character or someone investigating or whatever. Someone would figure out these people are missing. So if you have like other shots of people being like, well, um, my family's missing and everything seems to be revolving around this car park. Let's investigate this park car park that has blood stains all over it because he just keeps murdering people there. <laughs> nope. Nothing there. And, and in fact, the movie just ends with him going back to work after he kills all the people in the human centipede spoilers. Sorry. Don't watch this movie. He just goes back to work. There's no problem. That's it. It's just, he gets away with it. The movie's over. The movie's over. There's no suspense. There's no like, will he, will he get away with it? Won't he get away with it? It's just, he does a thing. He makes a human centipede and then goes back to work. That's the movie. That's literally all it is. So add some suspense, add something there, add some tension. Tension's good, especially in a horror movie. Tension is good. I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie without tension. So to have none seems like an oversight. It really does. Right. Even the first one as terrible as those cops were. There were cops in the first one and they were like, Hey, maybe we have a human centipede on our hands. Uh, they didn't say that, but you know, that's funny. Uh, but you know, like there <laughs> what was is this? Some kind of human centipede what? squad. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, the first movie did take place in Germany, so we, I don't know much about Germany, but who knows? There could be a bunch of human centipedes there. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know anybody that hasn't seen them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. Um, all right, so that's, that's number one, is create tension, where there isn't any. Number two is soundtrack. So the music, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't create the tension that you need. I don't know what day it was, but there was one day where I decided to add some like background music to, uh, to the movie. And I decided to add Dave, your favorite band of all time, joy division. Oh yeah. Yeah, for those of you listening, Dave doesn't like Joy Division. That's why I said that. Uh, I, I Damn, added you just had to out me. I, Fucking what? outed me. Hell yeah, dude. Out. I'm going to out you 100%. Joy Division rules. But I added the song Atmosphere, uh, Joy Division's Atmosphere, to where uh, Martin like actually creates the centipede. And if you cue it up at a great point, it works and makes the movie creepier and disturbing. And I was really upset because I was really proud of it. And I showed 
my wife this moment, she was like, yeah, that's really unsettling. But if you watch the movie, it's not unsettling. But once you add that additional music, it becomes way worse Hmm. and way creepier. So I think it would have done better with a better soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like even just better sound direction in general. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people forget how important music is to making movies. Like, you can really change the way people feel based on music. Oh, yeah. It's a third of the experience that people don't recognize. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's one of the most underrated things. You can watch the same scene with, like, three different music cues, and it the tone is completely different. Yeah, you get a totally different experience. Exactly. So I think it would have done better with just hiring someone who could make good music or buying the rights to specific songs to make it uh, weird and interesting. In fact, I noticed uh, midway through, there's like a mandolin sitting in Martin's room. And I thought it would be really upsetting if midway through the movie, he just starts playing the mandolin and singing a song. And I was like, oh, that would really change the tone, especially if he starts singing a song to the human centipede. Ooh, that would have been interesting. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. I've I've been watching this and I'm trying to create an interesting movie. You're just making a new movie in your own head. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this, this would be kind of interesting if we add that to it. The Human Centipede 2, the musical. Oh, I, that, that, that would be very interesting. You'd buy the shit out of that. You'd watch the shit out I, of that. Absolutely. Another 30 absolutely. days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, third thing. <laughs> this is the one that I've had for the longest time. Ever since I started watching the colored version. I think it would be fun if it went from, not fun, but I think it would be interesting if it went from color to black and white. Like it, it, it went back and forth. So like in his normal life, it's in color. And the second he becomes violent, hits someone with a crowbar or shoots someone, it transforms to black and white. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I think that would create a more interesting dynamic and Now that we're talking about it, I realize that the three things I'm saying is change the story, change the soundtrack, and also shoot it differently. I think I'm just saying make a new movie. (laughs) I'm just realizing that that's what I'm suggesting. Those three things are kind of huge. Yeah, yeah, those are those are all the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess the way to improve this movie is to make a better movie. (laughs) Are you ever going to watch this movie again? Yes. I want to say no, but again, going back to that weird thing, I think this movie is now a part of me. It is. There's a, there's a human centipede shaped scar on your heart now. Mm Mm-hmm. I am become the human centipede. (laughs) I can't believe you fucking did this. I can't fucking believe it. I can't either, man. I can't either, and I can't believe how much it burrowed itself into my 
fucking brain. Like it's just there. Like, yep. It's never going to leave. I understand brainwashing now. Yeah. <laughs> there is no war in bussing, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes sense. Like brainwashing now to me makes sense because it's just going to be an interesting ride for me not having to watch this movie. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever said, because I hate this movie with every fiber of my being. But after watching it for 31 days, it's, it's almost like I'm going to be, I'm going to miss it. In fact, one of the things I compared it to, which I should have read, but I couldn't find it. I compared it to an abusive partner. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Totally. I already get it. Already on board. Yeah. I am emotionally and honestly, sometimes physically just abused by this, but you know what? I try to find moments of happiness to get me through my life. You have to, with Some, the human centipede. Sometimes it's with brownies. Uh, sometimes it's, it's from a scolding from your wife. Yes. I'm glad she scolds me. I'm, you know what? In times like that, I needed, I needed to hear that. Again, she's it. brilliant, and I'm just a monkey in the corner playing with feces. <laughs> While another monkey records him. Absolutely. I feel like you're like the guy who watched the movie more than anybody else in the production. I hope so. I hope so. I hope no one has seen this movie as many times as I have. We have to know. I, I, I feel like I got to like reach out to somebody. Somebody would know this answer. How, what is the average time people watch a movie when they're making a movie? I feel like uh, knowing you, David, how much you deep dive on things. I think if you really go into it within six months, there's a possibility I might be in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> we should reach out to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, we're kind of at the end here, but it's like, how do you end this? You've done it. I've done it. Um, I, I will say this. Um, my, my wife, who, again, is smarter than me, uh, especially when it comes to our projects, she told me to recommend other kind of horror movies. Things along the same lines, but movies that are better. So I would recommend one, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Uh, that movie is great. It's not, a, it's not as bloody as you think it is, but it's really gross. Um, but it's also like, it's a world building experience. You kind of, you feel for all of the characters, all the characters have weight and it's really, it, it's just, everything means something while watching the movie. So I think uh, Tom Six was trying to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of, kind of gross film, but forgot that the only reason it's kind of gross is because uh, you care about every character. Even the bad guys, you can justify. Um, and the other one, which if you only know how it ends, you think it's a gross movie, but it's actually like a very interesting exploration of two people not understanding what motives are uh the um japanese movie audition um it's it's two hours it is longer um 
it goes places near the end, but again, it's character building and a world building that is great. There are great, great movies out there. Watch good movies. Don't watch trash like Human Centipede 2. Well said. Well said. Uh, well, Brad, I, I mean, thank you very much for doing this. Nobody asked you to do it, but thank you anyway. Uh, this was an interesting experiment into the endurance of of, of bad horror movies and, and of repeat watchings. Um, I guess, you know, if people uh, want to hear more of you, they can always subscribe to the Maximum Mediocrity podcast. We have you on semi-regularly. Uh, you're always a big part yep. of the show, and we love having you on. And, uh, you know, we love doing silly projects like this. So, yeah, if anyone's listening and they want to hear more, uh, you know, feel free to subscribe. Yeah, let us know. I have fun doing silly projects with you, and I look forward to doing more in the future. Oh, actually, I do have one more interesting thing. I'm sorry that I, I have to curtail. I know we're kind of closing things up, but so I just want to point out that one of the things I learned through watching through the credits is the centipedes. There are actually centipedes in the movie. They are both, they're named Christy and Gladys. I don't know who's who, but I think they are the true stars of this film. They were in the credits. They are in the credits. I tried to look for them on IMDb. They're not there. Maybe we need to add it or add them to Wikipedia. Do whatever. Let's let's do a campaign to recognize the talents of Christy and Gladys, the centipedes from the human centipede part two. Christy and Gladys, the industry may not appreciate you, but God damn it, if we don't. We love you, Christy and Gladys. Okay, I think we did it. I think I did. I think this project's done. I mean, I still have to do all the editing and stuff, but I think I think your part's done. You've done it. Yeah, my part's done for this one. I love it. I've had uh, I've had a fantastic time, and I hope uh, everyone has also had a fantastic time uh, joining me on this crazy mind bending journey. And I'm sorry, gentle listeners, if you are concerned for my mental health, but. Uh, so is everyone who also loves me. They are also <laughs> concerned about me. Oh, man. I think you'll bounce back. You'll be fine. I think I'll bounce back. I, yeah, I, I think I will. But, uh, but yeah, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you for being a part of this, this weird, strange project. And uh, Brad, I'll see you on the 12th and on the 13th. Heck yeah. See you then. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been the final episode of Fear a Day, presented by the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing and maybe share this with a friend. Our theme song is Unbearable by Dominant. Network.